Okay, thank you everyone for joining me on episode six of Get Steffed, a hairdresser in conversation. Uh, a reminder of why I've started this podcast, and that is to enjoy the simple art of talking and conversing with people that have inspired me. They all have, have very interesting stories. They're usually doing very interesting things. And so I'd like to share this platform to hopefully share their stories with you and offer some inspiration. So my guest today is Odette Barry. She is the founder and director of Odette & Co. She is a, a PR, a PR, I think she's a bit of a rocket. I don't think she would call herself that. But uh, Odette and I have known each other for maybe around five years and watching how she has created her business has inspired me. I'm definitely someone that loves creative business ideas and coming at things differently. And so today I so much wanted to hear her story about how and why she went out on her own and what her business has become over the last few years. So without further ado, uh, I'd like to welcome Odette. Odette, thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. Um, so as I mentioned in your intro, when we met, you were not working for yourself. You uh, were definitely passionate, always passionate about PR, but you'd yet to take your own direction. And now, has it been about four or five years yeah. since that time? Mm -hmm. yeah. Now Odette and Co., to me, just looks like it's so in the pocket for, I guess, entrepreneurial, small business to medium business owners that really want to take some. I'd love for you to start off by just going back to the beginning. How did Odette and Co. first start? Oh, well, it was very unintentional to begin with. <laughs> I think, um, you know, as you would know, living in paradise, there's not necessarily a whole lot of jobs for those of us that live here, um, you know, and the jobs that are here are, are not necessarily as challenging, exciting or rewarding as financially and <laughs> mentally <laughs> as we might like them to be. Um, and before we moved up to Byron from Melbourne, um, my husband was quite reticent about moving just for the fact that he didn't think that I would have enough stimulation here mm. professionally to satiate me which he's obviously way more wise than I am because <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Um, and I kind of did everything in my power to bring my job up here. Um, I worked for the Australian Physiotherapy Association in marketing and comms and I loved it. I really, really enjoyed my job. Um, and moving up here, they were very kind to extend a project to me uh, to work remotely on, but I had to forego the rest of my role um, in that time. And it was a very limited term project. Um, and yeah, I tried to get work up here locally and worked for a couple of organizations. And it really wasn't um, 
it wasn't either stable or rewarding really. Um, and I did have a bit of a, um, interesting run in, um, (laughs) professionally (laughs) with, an employer that really sort of like shook my foundation of, um, I guess what was in front of me and, you know, like I've got a, a pretty natural entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I'm, I've got a pretty high risk tolerance um, and I, you know, I've had business in the past before moving up here, um, but it was, you know, very unintentional how it all came apart, came about. I just sort of put the word out there that I was doing a bit of freelance and um, the freelance quickly snowballed into more work than I could manage myself. Um, so I sort of put the word out to some of my friends in industry. Um, and so without much intention, had a little communications agency, basically. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It was like a hard, um, a hard run. Um, definitely, you know, grew way more quickly than I had um, the skills or, uh, I don't know, confidence probably to mm-hmm. to carry. Um, but I also, you know, really got to cut my teeth on a little bit of everything in agency landscape after never, never working in agency before. I've worked in-house in corporate communications and marketing and that's very different to the landscape of agency. And it wasn't until about two years ago that I kind of started reflecting on the agency model itself and kind of seeing some holes in the model and some opportunities in the model. And what I found is that lots of small businesses are doing super cool things, like Mm. really, really cool, inspiring stuff. Agreed. Um, Yeah, but they can't necessarily afford the services of a marketing or public relations professional because they're doing things on a shoestring budget Um, And I was experiencing some pretty extreme fatigue and burnout in my business. And I took a month or two off, um, stepped away from my business very quietly um, without saying too much publicly um, and hid all the matches in the house because I would have burned it down if I had (laughs) had access to them, if I'm honest. And yeah, I sort of like through that time, I went and volunteered and helped in my friends' businesses. Anyone that needed something physical done, I was there. So I was cleaning my friend's studio. I was glazing ceramics. I was making dog food. I was chopping veggies. I was doing anything that allowed me to not have to think whilst I worked because I just had such an enormous mental drain from being always on in my work. Um, How far into your Odette and Co journey were you? Two years? Three years? Yeah, two and a half, three years, yeah. Mm, mm. Um, And at that point I had some time and space to reflect on what my superpower is and what I truly love in my work. And, you know, I, I think in some respects I probably fought like exclusively being a publicist for a long time, despite it being what I'd studied at uni and all the rest, because mm-hmm. um, my sister's a publicist as well. And I think there's sort of like an element of 
not being competitive, but trying to not be competitive, if that mm. makes sense. Like totally. not wanting to be benchmarked against one another because mm-hmm. she's so, so freaking smart and oh. so clever and creative <laughs> and strategic. And, you know, I think I always really look up to what she's done in her career and it's been pretty impressive what she has achieved. And I don't think I really wanted to be sat side by side that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I. I kind of realized that I had some magic that I could share with businesses in teaching them how to do what I do. Okay. Um, Would you describe that as your superpower? um, I think teaching them how to do their PR. Yeah. I think that more, more than anything, how to navigate through the PR landscape. Because, you know, like I went to uni and studied all of this stuff, but I, I honestly learned most of it on the job without a mentor or without a manager who was tactical and knew how to do what I did. Mm. I had to just figure it out. And so in a lot of ways that gave me the confidence to know that I could teach these very simple skills to other people to help them really transform their own business experiences. And so how do you feel maybe from one year ago, right? So after you've had, you had that mental break, really took a, a good look at where you had been and what you wanted to change and focus on in your business. And then let's say you had another year of refining that. Where, what did that look like after you put the matches, you weren't worried about the matches and you, <laughs> you came back into your business? What direction did you go then specifically? Um, well, I I sold my first Hack Your Own PR program without writing it. <laughs> how, how did you do that? <laughs> uh, well, I just had a sense that I knew that this was a thing um, and I started sort of talking about it online and dropping it into a few Facebook groups and I decided to put out a free version of the program And so I wrote a skeleton outline of a free seven-day challenge to teach the basics of PR. Um, And I put that out via these Facebook groups and I got about 700 people signing up. What? Um, So I kind of had this beautiful moment of validation that this was a thing. This was an opportunity for me, uh, that there was interest in it. And then I very quickly needed to produce the content um, for that freebie (laughs) that I hadn't created. That's like Um, say yes and work out the how later. (laughs) Totally, totally. And like, you know, I, you know, uh, it would be nice if I had written everything first, but, you know, knowing what small business is like, I'm not a big fan of over-investing up front. I think you want to put something out there and get feedback and get like get a bit of an idea on whether the concept works and then tweak, refine and create something deeper and more beautiful. Um, and I received an inquiry from someone who wanted to do a version of the program one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And that first client that I put through the program 
managed to secure over 10 pieces of top-tier media coverage across Australia from her first campaign. So that sounds amazing. But for the people that don't know what top-tier means, what's that? So major metro uh, media coverage, so national magazines, TV news, radio news, podcasts. Okay. Um, So... It, it was pretty clear to me from those couple of bits of feedback that A, there was an interest in it and B, it was effective. So <laughs> I got pretty busy with um, refining the model. And how did that feel? Pretty fucking good if I'm completely <laughs> honest. Like, <laughs> it, had been, it had been a long, hard slog um, in business and whilst there'd been lots of interest in the stuff that we were doing. I was really, um, I had no idea how to run a financial model of an agency and that was probably my biggest flaw with it. Mm. We did some amazing work. We had some fabulous clients, but I was making some amazing jobs for people and not necessarily taking a massive income for myself. Yes, yes, fair enough. And in tweaking the model and doing less, I was creating so much more for me and doing some really special work for the people that I was working with. And so now it's been a little while on. If you reflect back maybe over the last year and a half, would that be the snapshot? Mm. Um, how many how many groups of uh, these courses have you run? And what kinds of what kinds of interesting people do you notice are coming through? Uh, well, I've ran the program nine times now. Um, Congratulations. That's amazing. (laughs) Thanks, matey. Yeah. It feels like something to be really proud of. Um, Mm. I am really proud of it. Um, and the sorts of people, God, it's really hard to say it's people who are amazing, sparkly unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) They're just people from all walks of life okay. who have created something special um, and they want to get the word out there about it. So I've had everything from naturopaths, jewelers, marketers, social media managers, business coaches, psychologists. Yeah. Um, yeah, like permaculture educators, um, anyone who has a story to share. And largely that's business owners that, um, you know, they know they need their social media. They know they need to have a nice website. They know they need to have a great brand. But one thing that so many business owners don't know or understand is publicity Um, because I think, you know, we see stuff in the news and we just are like, oh, okay, that's the news of the day. Or we see stuff in magazines and we're like, oh, cool, the magazine editors found these amazing things. But the reality is that, you know, anywhere between 50 and 80% of most news headlines are pitched by either a publicist securing those stories or by a business owner pitching the story on their own behalf. So That's fascinating. um, Yeah, super cool. Like nice to be able to, you know, create a little pathway for business owners to get their name out there. Definitely. that's, That's like bridging a very large gap of people's awareness in and around PR and maybe for them to understand that it could be for them. It, it is for them to have some control. 
Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah. And also because it's normally really, really expensive. Like, you know, to work with a publicist, you're normally looking at paying about $150 an hour. And, you know, you generally, your retainer is going to be about uh, between five and 10K per month. Yeah. And for most small businesses, spending that kind of money outside of your core you know, what it costs to run the business is pretty unrealistic. So um, it's nice to be able to say, hey, you can do this nine-week program and you've got these skills for the lifetime of your business um, and you don't have to, you know, have that bleeding hole in your budget. Well, that knowledge then becomes an asset. That's incredible. Mm, Exactly. So, Is there a special or particular stage that a business owner has to be at to come along to one of your Hack Your Own PR courses? Um, Yeah, I think there is. This has been like a bit of a journey for myself as well, you know, getting more clear on where someone needs to be at. So it really depends on the individual, but essentially you need to be very strong and clear in your vision of what you're about and what your business is. So for some people, that will be from startup. You know, you have got your concept. It's, you know, it's perfect. You've got it out there and, you know, you're in those early stages. Um, But for a lot of business owners, that'll be the three to five year mark because you'll have been spending those first couple of years tweaking and refining your business model, um, tweaking and refining your product or service. Um, And then by the sort of three year mark, you've got a fairly robust brand. You've got a great financial structure for your business um, and you have built a solid social media presence great website um, and you're ready to do to take that next step to sort of sprinkle a little bit of rocket fuel on your business yeah, and become that's a great way to describe that <laughs> yeah ooh, just really ooh. become known for what it is that you do better than anyone else so if someone came to you because I notice on your website which there's so many beautiful photos of you Odie Oh, God. (laughs) But I noticed on there that if you're not quite ready to go, do you know, I think think I'm ready to do this, this course, if you feel you're not quite ready, it's so good that you can have a conversation with you to then work out, well, you could be ready. Maybe you just need to tighten your story up before we start. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, for sure. So I always run um, a little... PR Kickstarter in the background. So if anyone's interested in getting their head around, um, understanding if you're ready or not, um, I've got a three-step Kickstarter that's a great little process to run through. So many business owners have uh, imposter syndrome that gets in the way of them taking these great leaps into um, publicity but also just understanding the various things you would want to have ready before you go out to market with publicity. Um, But, yeah, I also do little check-ins. So if anyone's curious, you can book in via my website. I like that because there's stepping stones there because, as we mentioned previous, 
there's quite a gap of understanding between what, you know, maybe a small business owner who's doing a fantastic thing knows compared to actual PR stuff Mm. and making it happen. So I love that there is those little stepping stones even toward getting where you want with your course. I think that's fantastic as well. Mm, Thanks. So um, when it comes to storytelling, Odie, what, what is someone's story? What do they have to know or talk about? Is it their why? Yeah, look, there's lots of things that come into play with story. Um, you know, some businesses, there will be a why story that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and for other businesses, it might be about their expertise or skills that they know and understand. And for others, it might be around the pain points or pleasure points that are what the end consumer or customer thinks about or worries about or stays awake at night thinking about. Yeah. Um, That might be um, a person's story. So in PR, we always do a lot of brainstorming around the the key topics that might be of value. And sometimes for a business, it's deeply embedded in the story of their of their business already. So, for example, one of my clients, um, Nooney Boo Boyle, was established because Dale Larder, the founder, found out she had the BRCA2 gene, uh, which is a indicator of a high likelihood of having breast cancer. Mm. So she created a boob massage oil to help people early with early detection of um, any lumps or bumps changes in their boobs. So obviously the brand has a very strong why story mm. threaded through it. So that is, you know, PR gold for um, any journalist. It gives them something to talk about. Okay. But for other businesses that might be a business coach, for example, mm. their stories that they share might be about how they guide their um, business owners or clients through the journey of growth and development. So it might be about mindset conversations or financial modelling or, you know, so your stories really can span the whole breadth of your personal backstory. Um, And I think you you might have seen some of the stories I've shared recently with Kidspot or Mamma Mia Mm. um, in sharing a little bit about my personal journey with motherhood. Um, And for me, a lot of that is showing my communication style, but also just demonstrating (laughs) that I can do what I say I do. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, do you feel that vulnerability is important, is essential? Oh, this is a tough question because in theory, yes, I'm like all four hackers levels of vulnerability. And, <laughs> you it's know. like got the coolest language. <laughs> uh, but, you it know, is. like I'm, I'm all in for people sharing. But there is a fine line between um, – publicly whinging um but also overexposing overexposing your business so 
if I was, um, you know, storytelling about having a breakdown in my business and burnout mm-hmm. whilst also trying to seek funding from investors in my business, there's a high likelihood that the correlation between those two things could compromise the other. So I always say to people to do a bit of a risk analysis and, you know, audit yourself and know what am I trying to achieve right now? You know, how much vulnerability is appropriate for where I'm trying to get to? So for me, most of my clients, um, you know, are pretty cool. They're pretty, um, you know, woke, they're emotionally evolved, they're intellectually awesome. And so having me talk about my vulnerabilities is, you know, cool. It it works for us. But okay. if I was okay. in a really corporate setting where I needed to be super squeaky clean and buttoned up, then some of my shares might not be super strategic. So I always recommend to people to do their own temperature check because you kind of know your space better than anyone else. That's awesome advice, actually, because it's so true, isn't it? We, as business owners, generally have a quite a calibrated sense of who's listening and who isn't. Yeah, mm. totally. And so how many people could be on this course at any one time? I try and keep it super short. So my uh, small, <laughs> short, <laughs> short and small. No, so it is a nine-week program, but I try and keep the groups really small so that um, so that you don't feel lost. Um, I'm I'm a pretty shitty learner, um, yeah. and I've really struggled in the school environment. Um, not overly academic, but I have persevered. <laughs> And I've designed this program around my learning style. So I need personal accountability. I need completely hands-on guidance. um, And I need a little bit of shame. So my program's designed around all live calls. So there's no pre-recorded anything. Um, It's all live calls every week for the nine weeks so that you have to show up. Yeah. Um, you know, and our groups are 10 people or less. So that way you're, you know that you have to kind of show up for each other um, and everyone knows if you don't show up. So you also have to bring the work to the calls. So um, if you haven't done the work, then it's pretty obvious. So it's a little bit mean. I do feel a little bit, <laughs> you know, evil, but uh, it's oh, it's oh. very it's it's designed so that people show up that they yeah. do the work and they get the outcomes and and that's really important for me because not only are people investing you know financially and whilst it's significantly less than the cost of working with a publicist on retainer it's still $2000 you know just shy of $2000 to do the program mm-hmm. um but it's also 90 minutes every week for nine weeks. And as a small business owner, that's a really significant commitment um, away from other things. So for me, I've designed it so that you you kind of can't fail. You have you have to show up, you have to do the work. And if you do the work, you get amazing results. Yeah, amazing. Okay, because speaking of those results, 
We're just having a look at where some of your clients have appeared. I mean, that's pretty substantial. We've got ABC, we've got L, Mamma Mia, lots of news channels. Yeah. Incredible work. Yeah. Incredible work. <laughs> it's really nice. It's like deeply satisfying that you know, pretty much every day, if not every other day, I get a text message from one of the graduates from the programs over the last couple of years telling me about the win that they've just secured for themselves. And, you know, like that's just the most thrilling and rewarding (laughs) outcome because I know that every one of those opportunities they secure for themselves is the runway to great success in their business and them achieving the goals that they've set out for themselves. And like, there's such a thrill uh, in securing PR anyway, like it's such a chase. You do all this research, you're running around trying to like sleuth out the best opportunity, think out the best ideas. And then you pitch it, you cross your fingers and toes and you hope that it's going (laughs) to land. And then when it lands, it's so exhilarating. It's so exciting. So to be able to share those experience with the graduates is super, super special. And like I get text messages like all hours from grads as they're just so stoked and it's really special to be on that journey with them. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I love the way that it's ongoing. Mm. You know, I think if, if they've done the course a year ago and they're still getting results, it's that's them applying their own knowledge. Yeah. Incredible, right? Yeah, it's really cool. And so knowing the way or a bit of the way your brain works, <laughs> do you have something else brewing, another idea or an elaboration on your course? <laughs> oh, there's a couple of ideas floating around. That's um, exciting. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I have a little... Um, accountability call with um, graduates that they can drop into a call um, once once a fortnight, uh, which is pretty nice to be able to stay in touch with people. Um, but I'm looking at an audio-only um, version of the program at a bit of a lower price point for those people that the program's a little bit out of their reach. Um, so giving them, I just find we don't have an awful lot of time for video programs um, to really sit down and 100% dedicate ourselves to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at just doing it, you know, similar to a podcast. Yeah. Um, and then also looking at releasing something for publicists. So a lot of my community are other PRs that yes. tune into my podcast or who are part of my community. Uh, so looking at... I'm not sure what that is yet, but, Hmm. um, yeah, something in that domain as well. I knew it. I knew there'd be something else going (laughs) on there. (laughs) Um, All right, great. Well, the next course that's coming up is early October, Mm -hmm. which I imagine runs somewhere into December. Is that right? Yeah, through till the first week of December. Okay, great. And so... I guess the best place for people to go in and check that out is your website, odetteandco.com.au. Um, and you're all over social media. So Instagram, Odette and Co, Facebook, where else? Yeah, and um, over on LinkedIn. Just LinkedIn. Look, up, look up my name and you can find me. 
fabulous. That's so good. Um, do you think you might be willing to come back on when maybe one of those new ideas start to <laughs> roll down the hill? I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. Well, Odie, thank you so much for sharing a bit of your story and also just being able to hear how you help small and medium-sized businesses to really just get to that next level of taking some ownership and control of their own PR to me is is really, really clever. And as a business owner myself, I'm just so even more intrigued about what that might mean for me. So I think I'm going to go ahead and get involved in some way, which means I'll have some more feedback firsthand. Um, so good. Yeah. But anyway, darling, thank you so much for taking the time out. I know you've got a lot on uh, and we'll talk again in the near future. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, darling. Bye.